There's power in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. There's salvation in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Ntefu of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Ntefu is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now... Here's today's message. Hallelujah. Your testimony is on the way. I said your testimony is on the way. Shake the hands of three people and tell them your testimony is on the way. Hallelujah. Are you happy? How many of you are happy to be in church? Is it a nice place to be in church? Is it a good thing to be in church? Is it a good policy? Hallelujah. Lift up your hands. Thank God for another opportunity to come to his presence. We give you praise, Lord. Come and lift up your voice and just thank him. We worship and praise you. We adore you because you are a great God. We love you, we exalt you, we bless your holy name. There is none like unto you. Be glorified, be exalted. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. Come on, speak to the Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. Well, I am talking about how to neutralize cases. How to neutralize cases. I really don't want you to miss this series. And I also want you to know that my emphasis is not really on the cases, but how to neutralize. But what I'm doing is that I have to let you understand what the case is. I get what I'm saying. Uh-huh. I have to let you understand what the case is so that you know how to neutralize it. Hallelujah. Now, today my subject is um, the causes of cases. The causes of cases. A case is a proclamation that is made against you. A proclamation. For example, um, there are what are called custom-made cases. Custom-made cases, anything that we say custom-made, it means it has been made specially for you. Do you understand it? So, for example, when Israel fought with Jericho and destroyed it, Joshua said, anybody, listen on, anybody who ever rebuilt Jericho is cursed. Now, it means this curse can never come to you unless you go and rebuild Jericho. 
Are you getting And somebody went to rebuild it. And, and the curse started affecting. Hallelujah. Alright. So, um, curses have causes. Look at Proverbs chapter 26 and verse 2. Proverbs chapter 26 and verse 2. This is a verse that you must know. Okay. As the bed by wandering, as the swallow by flying, so the curse costless shall not come. Give me the NIV. Like a flattering sparrow or a darting swallow, an undeserved curse does not come to rest. This a flattering sparrow. It's just moving. Or a darting sparrow. It's not resting. So, this scripture is said that a curse cannot come and rest on you without a cause. So, if somebody says, I will curse you, don't be afraid. Based on what? Based on what? But if you are a young lady here, and you are sleeping with somebody's, or somebody's husband, and the wife says, you are sleeping with my husband, you are cursed. That curse will work. Because it's true. There's a cause. It will work. And then she will say, you, when you marry, you, when you marry, 75 men. You see, she speaks. You, you are sleeping with my husband. You, when you marry, your husband will sleep with 75 other women. It's a case. And because it is true that you are sleeping with the husband, that case will stick on you. But if there is no cause, do you understand it? If there is no cause, alright, if somebody misses that, are you Bishop Interfo? I said, Bishop Interfo, I curse you. I'll just smile. He said, why is my I said, oh, I think you need some money. Let me give some more friend to be happy. I think you are angry. Something. Yeah, I'll just smile. It has no power over me. Because an undeserved curse does not come to rest. Which means that there are curses that are deserved. And once it is deserved, it will rest on you. And since we are talking about how to neutralize curses, it means that for the curses not to work in our lives, we must know how to prevent them. Because prevention is better than kill. So we have to know how to prevent curses before they come upon us. How many of you understand that? Amen. You see, curses is, is, is what explains the difficulties in life. There are some families, all or most of the ladies don't marry. They don't. They are all there. When you go there, there are seven sisters. Nobody's married. Yeah. Sometimes they marry, but their, their, their marriages don't last. Everybody has come back with two children, one child. They are all back to their mother. 
you know, they are sitting in the house. It's a case. Sometimes you see that certain diseases kill certain people in a family. Everybody dies from a stroke. It's a case. Yeah. And there are reasons behind the cases. There are reasons behind the cases. Yeah. Sometimes you see in a family, once you hit a certain age, 40, 42, out. Out. So you see that even the people in a family, they, they know it. So they begin to run around trying to see a, a malam here, trying to see a juju. It, has, it doesn't look a case. Eh? A case. If it is there, it will work. Okay? These words have great power to effect a series of happenings in your life. One of the reasons why cases have such power is because they are legal declarations that are often punishments or judgments for genuine errors, mistakes, or sins you have committed. Yeah, they are, they, they are legal. They are legal. And the example is what I gave to you. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't respect your mother, you insult her and she says, Hey, John, is it me that today, me today, and sometimes when they are speaking, you see that the woman has removed her cloth and she has pulled her dress down. Look at my stomach. Look at my stomach. Because of you, look at my stomach. That today, you are saying that you are insulting me. Okay. That's a case. That's a case. That's a case. That's a case. Immediately, immediately, go and look for some elders. Come, kneel down, lie down. Whatever, beg, confess, please, I beg you for her to say, okay, all right, just well, you are blessed. Yeah, that case is legal. How many of you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, today I want to show you some of the major cases and how they came about. So, case number one. The case of Adam was caused by him listening to his wife's voice instead of God's voice. Write it down. The curse of Adam was caused by him listening to his wife's voice instead of God's voice. Yeah. Genesis chapter 3. Everybody look at Genesis chapter 3. We are reading from verse 17. Genesis chapter 3 from verse 17. That, that is where you see the curse of Adam. Genesis chapter 3, 17 to 19. And unto Adam he said, Because, watch this, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Curse is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and testers shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face thou shalt eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it was thou taken, for dust thou out, and unto dust thou shalt return. Genesis chapter 3, 17 
to 19. But watch. He said, because thou hast hearkened to the voice of thy wife. So the curse of Adam came about because he listened to the voice of his wife instead of the voice of God. Now, is the voice of your wife bad? No. The voice of your wife is very good. I've been married, God willing, this year is 27 years. My wife has contributed. She's a wise woman. She has said many good things. Let's do this. I think we should rather wait. I think we should, you know. So your, the voice of your wife is good. And if you take marriages, okay, uh, in some marriages, even the woman is more educated. The man, when he went to school, everything, you know, JHS, English, uh, that's nine. Mathematics, stupidity. He repeated about three times. Do you see? So, his brains don't work properly. So, if he's blessed to have a good wife, it is a blessing that that wife will be given, you know, good advice, helping. So, the, the voice of your wife, you know, it's not a wicked voice. It's a good voice. Amen. It only becomes a problem when now the voice of your wife is counteracting the voice of God in your life. I get what I'm saying. For example, you feel that God has called you to be a minister, to preach. You know, my wife and myself, we had a hospital. God bless our hospital. Then one day I told her, I believe that my days at the hospital are over. God wants me to preach. Before that, I've been preaching 14 years as a lay pastor. Okay, so I was working as a doctor and pastor at the same time. All right. But now I said, I have to go full time, which means that we have to give away the hospital and all that. Do you understand it? And she said, I'm with you. I agree. You are blessed. Go. Now, you see, if, if at that point she has said, oh, no, you can't do that. Who is going to take care of the hospital? What will happen to us? What will we eat? What money? We have children's coffees. So, I don't agree. You cannot go. If you go, me, I don't agree. I'm packing my things. I'm going back to my mother. You know, and all that. And at that time, I follow her advice. Then it means that now, her voice has become greater in my life than the voice of God. How many of you understand that? I get what I'm saying. This is what brought the case. This is what brought the case. God said, listen, I have told you. Look, look at Genesis chapter 2 from verse 16. I have told you. I have told you something. Genesis chapter 2 verse 16. And the Lord commanded the man saying, Of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. That's what God said to Adam. To Adam. To Adam. Go, go to verse 15. Go to verse 15. 
And the Lord took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Verse 16. And the Lord commanded the man. The Lord commanded who? The man and the woman. The man and the woman. Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. Who did God speak to? God's voice spoke to whom? The husband. So husbands, husbands, be very careful so that some of the wives are not spiritual. Yeah. And when your wife is not spiritual, make sure you are careful not to follow her voice. One day, I said one day, a certain young man was sitting in church with the wife. Yeah. Like this. And then, as the preaching was going on, an altar call was made. Is there anybody here who would like to become a pastor and serve God? So the young man stood up. Yeah. Yeah. Stand up. And the wife stood up and held him. Yes. Pull him down. Right in the church. It's like, why? Oh, oh, yes, okay. Oh, 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 yes, okay. Oh, oh, nine. It's now what Jimmy You see, so at that time, this wife's, this wife was trying to influence the husband against the voice of God. Now listen. If you have influence over somebody, be very careful what you do with it. Yes. Influence is the same as the decision. Influence is the same as the decision. Yeah. One of the murderers in the Bible is King Ahab. He killed a man called Naboth. King Ahab. If you read the Bible, he's one of the murderers in the Bible. And we all know. But was King Ahab really a murderer? Was he really a murderer? You see, one day, this king, he went to Naboth and said, Mr. Naboth, your land it's very close to my my wall, the the my my palace. You see, it's very it's too close. So please, can I have it, your land? Okay, can I have it? Eh? And I have spoke unto Naboth saying, First Kings twenty two from verse two, give me thy vineyard that I may have it for a garden of herbs. Because it is near unto my house. You know, sometimes when you have a house and something is very close. I get what I'm saying. Like your house and then there's a, a school for children. <laughs> you can't sleep. Always they are saying A, B, C, D, F. Clapping their hands, parade, Ghana flag sinking. I mean, it's, you can't sleep. Huh? Our day, something, something. 
Because it is near unto my house. And I'll give the, watch this. And he made him an offer. Watch, 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 watch. The first thing is that he did not take it by force. He did not take it by force. I'm trying to explain something to you. Eh? And I'll give thee for it a better vineyard than this. I'll even give you something nicer. I'll give you a better land. Oh, people do it all the time. No, people do it all the time. People do it all the time. Yeah. People do it. It's that look, the land is not very, but because of where it is, okay, I have a better land somewhere. You have it. People do it all the time. Eh? If it seems good to thee, I'll give thee the weight of it in money. So, his first thing is that, please, he begged. Number two, it's like, I'll give you something better. Number three, if you don't want that to, to tell me how much it costs, I'll pay. How many of you believe that this is a reasonable king? Reasonable. Let up your hand. Does this man sound like a wicked man who has in his side to kill? Eh? Is, how many of you think it was a very wicked person? No. That's a good man. Verse 2. And Nabal said to Ahab, the Lord forbid it that I should give the inheritance of my fathers unto thee. He refused. Verse 3. Verse 3. Verse. Okay, good. Verse 4. And Ahab came into his house heavy and depleted because of the word which Nabal the Jesuit had spoken to him. For he said, I will not give thee the inheritance of my fathers. And he laid him down upon his bed and turned away his face and would not eat. He was very sad. But Jezebel, his wife came to me and said unto him, Why is thy spirit so sad that thou eatest no bread? And he said unto her, Because I spake unto Naboth the Jezreelite and said unto him, Give me thy vineyard for money, or else, if it please thee, I will give thee another vineyard for it. And he answered, I will not give thee my vineyard. And Jezebel, his wife, said unto him, Dost thou now govern the kingdom of Israel? Arise and eat bread, and let thy heart be merry. I will give thee the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite. Jezebel Tazan, she has risen up. When you have a Jezebel Tazan as your wife, you don't have to, you don't have to listen to her voice. There are some wives, any suggestion they are bringing squirrels, they will tell, oh, but you, are you a man or you are not a man? Go and beat him, if you say you won't give the money. Hey! A woman who is wicked, I tell you, a woman who is wicked, a wicked proper. Yeah, women are normally very gentle and kind. But occasionally you meet one who is wicked. There was a woman who cut off the husband's penis. Yeah, because the husband was moving around. So one day, the husband had erection. He said, come, brother, come. Not knowing that there was a knife or something. He too was coming. Very happy. Put that in. She held it up. Mm. Yeah. Penis is only one. You don't have storm in any store, any place. So what is he going to do? They have finished him. 
he told the king, I will give you. Go ahead and read the story today. I'm giving you an assignment. Do you know what she did? She wrote letters, said a lot of bad things about this Nabot, and sent it round and mobilized the people and they killed him. They stoned him and killed him. So that her husband could get the vineyard. So the point I'm trying to make is that originally Nabot didn't have any mind to kill anybody. But the influence. The influence. Be careful how you are influencing somebody. What are you saying? What advice are you giving? What advice are you giving to your brother, your sister, your friend, your pastor, your colleague at work? Let me say to sisters who are married. Sisters who are married, say, speak to us, Bishop. Listen. Be careful with so-called friends who say they are advising you for your marriage. Say, look, don't allow your husband to lord it over you. They say, me, I don't allow a man to lord it over me. What does he mean? Hey, be careful. Many of them, their marriage is fault and they want you to have the same situation. They want you to have the same And sometimes such bad people, you leave your husband, before you realize, they have gone behind you. They are leaving off your husband. Hello? So, be careful. How many of you are going to be careful? And if you have an influence over somebody, like some of the people who have influence over our president, His Excellency, Nana Kufa, they should be careful. So they don't influence him to do bad things. Yeah. They should be careful. Yeah. They should use their influence over him, you know, positively, constructively to, to help him. And now we pray that you give our president discernment to, to see good advice and, and from bad advice. How many of you understand it? That is why God said, Hey! Me, I've told you something. You have changed it because of your wife. You are cursed. And look at all of us. Because of, it's because of Adam we are struggling. One for food that you are going to eat. You have to go and grow cassava. Grow plantain. Even the cassava to uproot it. When you do like that, your, your waist is locked. I mean, you, you can't even you, you can't even work against it. One for food that you eat. Do you get it? Then when you are pounding. By the way, the best for food is the one that they pound at the, the chow bar place. Because they're sweating. Everything is just yeah. Sweat. Ampit everywhere. It's all inside. Yeah, when you put the soup on, you say, yeah, yeah. Wow. I hear you go home. Huh? 
Yeah. Number two. The curse on Eve came about because she influenced her husband wrongly. She influenced her husband wrongly. The curse of Eve came about because she influenced her husband wrongly. Many women experience curses today because they manipulate, misdirect, and influence their husbands into doing the wrong things. Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. Verses 12 and 13. And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to me with me, whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did it. And the Lord said unto the woman, Watch! And the Lord said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did it. Verse 16. Verse 16. Unto the woman, there's a case. She said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow shall thou bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Look, so you can see that women generally, they have two problems. All all their, their sorrows and their difficulties and their cryings and their everything that makes them unhappy is because of two things. Marriage and children. Marriage and children. These are the two major problems that bring sorrow to women. And it came about because the woman influenced the husband wrongly. Look at marriage. It's a case for you as a woman. Yeah. There are some women here you should not marry. You are proper. God has blessed you. I mean, you have your job. You have your money. You have your house. You have your car. You don't need a man. But I tell you. Hey. They are not happy. They are not happy. They want some kojobi with some big head. He has not gone to school. Foolish boy. Just to walk around them. They are very happy. Why? Because it's a case. It's a case. It's a case. No, watch it. Watch, watch it. Unto the woman, he said, I'll greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy consumption. In sorrow shall thou bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband. Thy desire. Every truthful woman here will tell you, deep in their heart, they want a husband. It doesn't matter what they have in life. Okay? Children, when they are not having children, it's very painful to them. And then when they are going to have their children also, eh? it's not easy. Do you understand it? All this has come about as a result of a case. So you have to be careful. Every Christian must have a proper respect for cases. Lift up a right hand. Say, I must have a proper respect for cases. Amen. Lift up your right, right hand again. Say, I must respect cases more than demons. 
Yes. Yeah. You see, the demons are implementers of the curses. When the curse is there, the demons will implement it. So if the curse is not, they have no job to do. Hallelujah. What do you think? Are you blessed? Should I give you some more? But our time is up. Yeah. Our time is up. So, God willing, continue next week. Stand to your feet. Don't worry. We'll change the times from next week and it will work better. How many of you, the food is not enough for you today? Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. Amen. Lift up your hands. Pray and ask for God's mercy not to fall in any case. Lift up your hand. Say, Lord, please show me mercy so that I don't fall into any case. Lift up your hand, everybody. Can you stand to your feet, please? Everybody stand. Lift up your hands. Ask the Lord to show you mercy. Ask the Lord to show you mercy. Say, Lord, please show me mercy. Show me mercy. Show me mercy. Show me mercy. Have mercy upon me. So that I do not fall into curse. I don't do things. Take decisions. You know, find myself in things that will lead to a curse. Frustration. Problems in my life. Lift up your hands and pray. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Help us. Guide us away from curses. Guide us. Guide us away from curses. Lift up your voice and pray. God is hearing your prayer. Some decisions that you should have taken that would have landed you into curses. God will guide you away from them. God will guide you away from them. God will guide you away from them. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Clap your hands for the Lord. How many of you are enjoying the series on the cases? Yeah. But we are going to enjoy it better because God is going to show us, show us how to neutralize them. To neutralize. Yeah. yeah. When a cobra bites you, eh? when a cobra bites you, it releases a certain poison which goes into your blood system and what it, it, what it does is that it prevents your blood from clotting. So you begin to bleed. So there's bleeding everywhere. And you die. When a viper bites you, it releases a poison. Okay? And that poison, what it does is that it paralyzes your nerves. And one of the, the, the nerves that it passes is the nerve that makes you to breathe. So once it passes, you can't breathe. You die. Yeah. But God has given human beings wisdom to have 
what we called antivenoms. Do you understand it? So, when we inject it, it neutralizes the poison. Every case that is in your life, God is going to give you the wisdom to neutralize it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Clap your hands for the Lord. Close your eyes. This morning, I want to invite you to give your life to Jesus if you are not born again. Maybe your friend invited you, your friend comes to this church and says, let's go to church, that's why he came. Maybe one of our pastors invited you. Maybe one of our shepherds invited to a fellowship, to a crusade, something, that's why you have come. Or you even came on your own. But you know that you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You want to say, Pastor, please pray for me. Today, I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want to become a child of God. I want God to forgive me for all my sins. And I want to begin to serve God as a child of God. As every eye is closed, wherever you are standing, if you want me to pray this prayer with you, to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, lift up all your right hand and I'll pray for you. Very high. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Lift it up. Very high. God bless you. At the back. At the very back. Lift it up. At the sides. Pastor, it's me. God bless you. I can see all those of you who have lifted up your hands. Father, thank you so much for my brothers and my sisters who have lifted up their hands to come to you to be saved because you love them. What a blessing. Now, if you have lifted up your hand, I want you to do one more thing. Take your Bible or your bag, leave your seat and come to me to the front. Come here. Come. Don't forget your Bible or your bag. Come to me. Come. Clap your hands for them. Give him your life today. Come on. Clap your hands for them. Jesus. Let him have his way. of you here. God loves you so much. Okay? All of us, one day, we did what we are doing, and God has changed our lives, and I thank God for the miracle that God is going to release in your life to make you a better person, change your life, change your circumstances, and let his will be done in your life. I'm going to ask you to pray, uh, and you're going to pray with me. Let it be your prayer. Let it come out of your heart. Believe it, and God is going to save you right now. Lift up your hands. And close your eyes. Say, Dear Jesus, I believe in my heart that you are Lord and Savior. I'm a sinner. Please forgive me for my sins. Please come into my heart and save my soul. Wash me in your blood and make me whole. From today, I am yours. I belong to you. I surrender to you. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. 
Amen. have been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Light of the World Cathedral Collegon. Opus is a Collegon main game. Please note our service times. English services, early rain service, 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. His present service, 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And love and faith service, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Other languages, L'Eglise Glorious, French, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Love and Victory, Gain, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And Love and Hope, Tree, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant Youth Church also starts at 12 noon to 2 p.m. Be part of our midweek importation service this and every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. prompt. For prayer, counseling, and further inquiries, Please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.